back, boys and girls, to another episode of K-Fave Comparisons. My name is Mr. Know-It-All, Daniel John Schaefer, and I am joined here once again by the rest of the K-Fave crew. Introducing first, he is the king of the K-Fave kickflip, Mr. Wex Breaking the Lawson. Wex, how are we living today, bud? We are living great today. Besides uh, my hurt shoulder, I hurt my shoulder doing some yoga last night. Feeling better, but besides that, you know, we're living great. Uh, second to the last episode, I can't believe it's come this far, but you know, I'm ready for it. Uh, got me a couple drinks in me, getting me ready, getting yeah. loose for this episode. I'm ready. I'm feeling it. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to uh, to dive into what kayfabe comparisons is, was, forever will be. Um, also with us, as always, Mr. Spectacular Vernacular himself, Mr. Jesse Baker. How you doing, bud? Doing good, doing good. Just sitting here uh, trying to keep up with, as we record this, we got the GCW Bloodsport going on. I'm trying to read what's going on over there. A little Kota Bushi versus Speedball Mike Bailey is the one I'm... Ooh, that sounds fucking amazing. Most interested in there, but yeah, man, it's fucking Mania Weekend. What can I say? There's a billion and a half fucking things going on, so I'm excited to, uh, you know, kind of get a chance to soak it all in, man. Yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. You just gotta you gotta drink it in, dude. I'm I'm excited about it. Um, it's it's WrestleMania. There's just something special about this weekend every year. It's like you know I've like for me as far as wrestling fandom, like I've always been a mark. I'm all, I mean I always will be, and I always kind of have been on the outskirts, but I know what's going on, you know. Um, but for me, it's like even on the you know the years that I'm not really watching anything weekly, when WrestleMania rolls around, my interest is just. It's like that's all I care about, you know. Like I'm supposed to be selling houses this weekend, and I deliberately made sure all my showings are before WrestleMania starts on both nights. So, like, um, I'm really excited, man. It's it's uh, it's crazy. It's crazy. So today, um, it is our second to last show, and it's the end of season five. It's been five years since I started the show uh, in 2018, and our very first show was uh, the show after WrestleMania. So I um for me it's 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 bittersweet. I'm really proud of the show though. Like I'm really proud of what it accomplished. Um I'm a I'm a really big fan too of like podcasts in general. Like I listen to a shit ton of podcasts. So for me it's really weird because like you have those narrative podcasts that are just like in the general pop world of media that like kind of have like seasons or stories or episodes or whatever. And when they end, it's like there's closure and you, you understand it's going to be a limited series anyway. But for the most part, like a conversational podcast, like the one we have, um, no matter what topic it is, most of the time it just ends. Like they just, they keep going until the wheels fall off and it just stops happening. And I'm a massive fan of closure in life. And I really think that like, I didn't want this show to turn into something that we're just having to do and not all of us were on the same page. Like we're all going to be wrestling fans forever, but I just didn't want to get to a point where it was like, we're all kind of pulled in in different directions and we're like begrudgingly kind of doing the show. And I didn't, I never got to a point where I felt that way. Thank God. But I just didn't want it to get to that point. You know what I mean? I could feel myself like, you know, I finally got another band going and it's like, kind of taking a lot of my focus. My kids are getting older. They're getting involved in more like extracurricular activities and things like that. So it's like, I just have less time. Video games are awesome these days too. Like the game, oh, yeah. dude, it's like the golden era of video games. So like, I'm just, you know, I have other things that are just diverting my attention and you know, 
I wanted to dedicate this show to everything that kayfabe comparisons has been over the past five years. So I just want to take a second and start from the beginning. So, um, you know, we're all Nashville natives and Facebook was a lot more fun to be on like seven or eight years ago than it is now for sure. Um, and we started doing the Facebook group thing when Facebook groups were kind of new. Um, and we all just kind of, you know, it's like at that time too, we're all kind of coming into our thirties and late, late to mid twenties or early twenties or whatever. But it's like, you get to that, that kind of age where it's like, you have your wrestling fans and you have your like regular friends, you know what I mean? Like you don't really talk about wrestling to your regular friends until you wait for them to slip in a reference or something. And then you kind of poke cause you don't want to go like too hard. Like they might've been a casual from 10 years ago. Then you start talking about the amazing promo from like a Zelina Vega or whatever, you know what I'm saying? Like just making up some obscure wrestler that probably wouldn't know if they're just a casual. And so then you get like this little herd of friends that are connected to other friends. And that's kind of what the Facebook group was. It was like just wrestle talk only. That was the name of the group. And, uh, a lot of close friends in there. And around about a year into the group is when wrestling podcasts really blew up. It's when Cole Cabana and the CM Punk podcast happened. It's when, and then like later that year, or maybe even earlier that year, around that same time is when Bruce Pritchard really kind of got things going. And you can say what you want about Conrad Thompson. People love him or hate him. And he has definitely, um, he's definitely over over overused the podcast world like there's definitely conrad thompson fatigue like there's the marvel universe fatigue at this point but in the beginning he was putting out banger after banger and uh the the podcast world really became more enticing to me uh and i sent out a message on the the board and i, I had actually a lot of responses and cass my buddy cass lush the cage cass lush uh, was the the person that like really DM me and he was like, hey man, like I do this already have this YouTube channel and I, I can I can mix it because I didn't know how to do any of that yet and um, I can I can do all this stuff like you know we set it up and me and Cass did the show I mean for two years um, until until tornado happened and tornado was heavy for us and like we were off for a little bit and I lost my house and we had to rebuild and uh, you know Cass got you know he was gonna have a second baby. And there was a lot just going on there. And when Cass decided to just, he just didn't have time. He had to work all the time and it just wasn't working out. I uh, reached out again to uh, another buddy from the Wrestle Talk thing, but also like, you know, we had known each other for shit. What was the first, what was the first time that you think that we like booked a show together? What year do you think that would have been? Fuck. Um, I want to say like 2012, maybe. Yeah, 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 yeah. That Something sounds about right. Lines, like, yeah, maybe in there. That, yeah, that, so, I think that that seems like the window where that would have been the case. Yeah. Yep. So I met I had met him like you know at least four or five years earlier, and uh, you know I knew Jesse was a big a big fan, and uh, he was at the time was you guys were doing like the indie commentary thing. Yeah. And um and when Jesse hit me up, he was like, yeah, you know, and I'm also been doing commentary with this guy Wex, and and I think he'd be great for the podcast. It worked out, and the rest is kind of history, man. And I feel like so for me. Um, from everything that we've gone through to like the very beginning being a very strict, super formatted, uh, more of like a, uh, a rewatch podcast, uh, as opposed to like conversational where it was just a straight comparison. Every time it was either a 10 or 15 or 20 year comparison, uh, that for those first really three seasons of that, um, I think I do still feel like that was the bread and butter of the original show. Um, and I'm really proud of that, but honestly, like, we did it straight. We didn't miss a week for years. And so like after a while, 
I mean, there's only so many bad shows after bad shows that you can really do comparisons on. Like, I do honestly think that at this point from like, I'd say from like the Attitude Era on, like if there was a great show in there, like from Attitude Era to like maybe 2015, we definitely covered it. You know what I mean? Like, oh yeah, for sure. So I'm, I'm really grateful for that part. And then when it became more of a conversational open topic thing and we got, you know, like uh, we uh, we did the Baker's Dozen there for a while and we got to interview some really awesome uh, indie wrestling personalities, including the great and amazing, magnificent Alex Kane. Shout out to you. Uh, I know you're listening, which I still appreciate very much. Um, man, I just I think that the show has become such a staple for me and it, it like puts a stamp on a on a. A, a time period in my life that I will forever be grateful for. Um, so Jesse, like, do you remember like me asking you guys, like you specifically like, Hey, Cass is out. I want you in. Like, where were you at in life? How are you feeling show? You know, I definitely do. And I know that, uh, you know, when we actually did it, the first time that we talked about it, you had just talked about having me on like as a guest after a couple of different shows. And it was yeah. like at the time you were doing it, like right after the show aired, yeah. And it was one of those things that I just couldn't do because I was yeah. uh, always something going on. That's right. And then yeah. I remember getting uh, – you said that you were going to like have some guests on because Cass was no longer doing it on – at that point in time, you had said a regular basis. But it was just like, a, yeah. hey, do you want to come on and do this show? And I know I did one or two with Benji Brown, our buddy that promotes yeah. shows here who is awesome and also a big fan. Yes. Benji's actually the one who got me into uh, – or gave me the info on the Ring of Honor Dojo Pro TV tapings. That happened here, and like it. I want to say it was like seventeen or eighteen. It was like Joey Janela and fucking Ricky Starks and Carrie Awful, Jeff Cobb, Carrie Awful, Kevin Koo. Yeah. Like you know, it was a big show. It was a lot of fun, but it was just kind of cool to be able to like have those conversations. I had kind of just come off of during the beginning of COVID. I got tapped for this podcast with a really great deathmatch referee named John Gray, and okay. he had had it before. It's called the Real Side of Wrestling. I got the opportunity to you know co-interview. A handful of pretty fucking cool people like Kurt Stallion. Effie was my favorite one for sure. That was a yeah. great interview as well. Our very first one was Nick fucking Gage, which wow. was a little intimidating. And, yeah. uh, you know, it was just very – it was cool. And then there were some weird things about just the way that that show had been put together. A couple of things happened during some interviews, and I kind of just backed away from it and didn't really necessarily want to have my name on it anymore. And that was sure. around the same time that mm -hmm. I was asked to come on kayfabe comparisons for just you know a one shot here and there and then it kind of got to the point where it was like i want to keep doing this i remember approaching you about it and then i knew that like if it was just the two of us over and over again we kind of had the thought process of bringing in guests and stuff but knew it might get stale yeah at this point in time i had been given an opportunity to do commentary for revive pro wrestling based out of centerville and after my first show, which I basically did it by myself, I was supposed to do it with the guy, uh, Adam McCormick, who like ran the promotion. He just had so much going on that he couldn't really focus on the commentary part. So essentially, it was kind of a one-man booth with a couple of, yeah, that's right. You know, He was playing yeah. the Tony Schiavone in that role, for sure. Right. And so he had asked me, you know, or I think I actually approached him about the idea. I was like, hey, man, I'd like to be able to have somebody in the booth with me that can focus on this. And at the time, I had known Wes just through a group of friends who also happened to like wrestling and things. There were some chats that had been going on, things like that. And we had kind of run in a couple of similar circles for a really long time. We weren't like close, close or anything. And I just kind of floated it in the group chat. And he was the first person to respond and say, like, I think I could be really good at this. I'd like to try it. I had been somewhat familiar with Thrashaholics, which I'm sure he'll expand on in a minute. 
And, uh, you know, it was just one of those things where I was like, hey, man, do you want to give this a shot? And so we went out and, you know, from the very first shot, like not only, you know, we were both brand new to it, but I thought we both did really well and we did really well off of one another. I think it was just being fans for that long, being able to understand that we had to set up kind of what the dichotomy was going to be like and things. And uh, went on to do some stuff for Crux and so on and so forth. Shout out Carrie Awful again. But it was just kind of natural when we needed another third on here to be like, hey, Wex, you know, yeah, try and make this happen. So obviously glad that happened. Um, as far as like the show as a whole for me, obviously, like I always tend to be a fan of the comparison formats just because I'm one of those dudes that like really enjoys when I go back and rewatch those things, like doing it with a purpose and like, yeah, kind of dissecting matches. Studying. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a notes guy. Like not always for commentary so much and things like that, like little ones. But for this, it's just, I don't, it's fun for me. That part of the process is just yeah. one of those things that I always like. I get really excited about it like a schoolgirl. Um, <laughs> but obviously enjoyed the opportunity to do the Baker's dozen interviews and stuff too. I mean, we yeah. had uh, Alex Kane, Akira, uh, the Gotch brothers, obviously we got to do like Jesse Butler and Jaden Newman and yeah. Dylan Hales and just all kinds of really cool shit. In my opinion, that like, those interviews were good and they were informative. And I think that being able to spotlight that kind of stuff and having a platform to do so was a big deal for me because that all kind of ties into when you're talking about bands and community and local promotion and trying to like help just spread word about things like that. It's a different avenue than a lot of people are capable of using on that level. So yeah, I don't know. That's a lot of what it's meant to me. Plus to be entirely honest, just being able to uh, hop on at least once a week or so and shoot the shit with the dudes about, wrestling which obviously i love and yeah. now that i don't live in nashville it's kind of nice to be able to have those conversations because i don't fucking have them with anybody else right except for my poor fiance who now has been forced to be a fan yeah and uh, <laughs> it's kind of one of those deals but yeah man i mean that's about what the deal is for me i mean i you know i'd be lying if i said i wasn't sad to uh see the transition happening but i'm working on some ideas and stuff so Hopefully we come up with something and shit. If I just come up with a format that might be um, alarmingly similar to what happened before, then, you know, fuck all y'all. Yeah, no. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love to hear it. I mean, that's that's great, man. I mean, and that, and then to me, like, yeah, I mean, it's bittersweet, but it's like I just like for me personally, I just didn't want it to get to a point where I was going to like I would sp- spread it so thin that it would get cheap and shitty and, like just because I felt obligated to do it. And for me, it's like I just can't. I don't want I don't like I don't want kayfabe comparisons to ever be a bad show, and I feel like if I were to continue to put more effort and time to other passions that I truly have, it's gonna suffer somewhere. And kayfabe comparisons is like is unfortunately the first thing on the totem pole for it to to suffer. So it's like I just didn't want it to be shitty. Um, but Wex, man, like how, how I mean, do you remember like the first time Jesse hit you up about being on the show? Yeah. So I guess. Uh... <laughs> We'll kind of go back because Jesse talked about Thrashaholics. And uh, so, like, obviously grew up in Nashville, been a big wrestling fan, and I kind of ran in some similar circles as Jesse and adjacent to you, obviously. And so, like, like, Thrashaholics was a comedy wrestling rap group. No, it is, right? You're just on a hiatus, right? Uh, forever hiatus, but one day, one day, uh, I might make some more music, but you know, it was like wrestling. I dressed up like a full luchador mask, tights, knee pads, belts, and everything. You know, it was a whole wrestling whole vibe thing. And 
I met Jesse through a former bandmate, uh, Young Heckle, aka uh, also known as Andy Brett's, nice. back in Nashville now. But uh, we used to go to uh, Gold Rush. I'm pretty sure for wrestling night. Is that where it was at? Yeah. Yep. And then a former referee buddy of ours. Uh, fuck, I'm blanking now. Uh, what's his name? Which one? Referee. Bar ran a bartender. Ended up marrying Samantha. Oh, Dale Albright. Dale, Dale Albright. Dale. Yeah, there we go. He was a, a bartender there for like the wrestling night, and that's how I met Jesse through Andy and our friend Acme, longtime skateboarding friends there. Like Jesse knew some of the same skater, like you know, it's all that whole little Nashville thing coming together, and you know, yeah. He hit me up, and I, I, as you know, we were talking about we we're doing commentary for Revive Pro Wrestling, and then he's like, "Hey, you want to try this podcast?" And at the time, like I was doing a lot of stuff. I was uh, doing my own little YouTube weekly wrestling show, talking about AEW. Yeah, I was doing some writing for Too Sweet uh, Zine, like online and a print publication. I just had a lot of wrestling shit going on, and honestly, Kayfabe Comparisons took all of it over, and those two things took a backseat and ended up quit <laughs> doing both of those to go full time for for Kayfabe because. Yeah. It I don't know. It was the it was the thing that took the most time consuming thing and it was just the hottest, best thing at the moment. And I was like, this is this is where we're at. This is yeah way more fun than doing a weekly YouTube show and just writing shit. Like obviously writing's fun, but right. like like Jesse said, shooting the shit with the boys about wrestling every week is way more fun than a single individual like con like confined thing right there. Yeah. And ever since we've been doing the show, like just like Jesse said, you know, it's I'm, it's a bittersweet thing that it's coming to an end, but it was kind of getting like you were saying, like it was kind of getting to the point because, ooh, sorry. Recently, I've started a new job, so like I've been way more busier than I used to be. And in the past, like for the past two seasons, I had all this free time to do all this extra shit for the podcast. And lately, yeah. it's just been a lot, lot tougher. You know, a lot of more, yeah. a lot more shit going on in my life, just like you were talking about. Yeah. And it was almost start. I'm all. I was almost getting to that point where I'm like, fuck, I don't even want to do this. Yeah. It, yeah. And I was just like, ah, and then like once we eventually like changed the regular comparison format, made it a little bit easier on us, like things yeah. got better. And again, and I was just like, oh, this is a lot easier. But I was feeling the same way. I'm like, I don't want to get to the point where I'm like, I don't want to go through here and bullshit half ass it. Yeah. Just, you know, go through the motions because yeah. I enjoy doing this and like I have fun. I want to put it like I love putting in the time and work to make it good. And yeah. it kind of sucks that we, you know, we're at this point, but you know, things are going to, we're going to have some new stuff obviously in the future, but yeah, it's kind of like a little bittersweet ending here. Yeah. I mean, and yeah, and you're, you're, you're totally dead on there too. Cause I feel like, I mean, the, people did ask a lot in the beginning, like, Hey, w what's with the format change? And I know we did, we definitely took a dip in the beginning when we stopped doing that format, but the numbers did start to climb a little bit into the newer seasons. So it's like, and we're almost, we're not quite back to where we were, to be honest, but we are almost back there. And it's like, to, that's what it was. It was like, I, I, I could feel like I didn't have the time. I could feel the tension, like being in enough bands over time and like being in bands that like, you just know something's not right, but you just don't say shit and just, you know, just like keep trucking. It eventually blows up and then you end up having like enemies or like not even enemies, but like there's just hurt and resentment and, and blame and like all these other things. And the reality is it's just like life happens. Like it's not like I didn't get – like it's not even that I got tired of wrestling. Like I got tired of – I have ADHD, so I did get tired of make, of having – watching wrestling making it feel like a job or, or me having to – really what I got tired of, to be completely honest, was 
me having to bump other things that I really was passionate about in the moment in order to fill something that was lower on the totem pole. If I had enough time to do all the things that I was super passionate about, I would have loved to also like, I feel like the watching of those shows and like dissecting it. Cause we were very meticulous. I mean, oh, yeah. beer oh, ratings yeah. on every match. It was not just like an overview. Like, Oh, what'd you think? It was pretty good. Me too. It was pretty good. See you guys next week. Like it was very detailed every match, every segment. And like, that's a lot. Like that's, I mean, it's not cause you're not just watching the shows. Like it's like, Oh, it's like, Oh, you watch two pay-per-views. Like I can do that. It's like, yeah, but I mean, you're not just, you can't just watch you're taking the notes. Yeah, you're, dude, you have to, and you ha- if you miss something, you gotta so- rewind it. Like you, because you know, and th- and that's the, the best thing about this too, is our listeners. Like I know for a fact that if we miss a major thing, you will be like, yo, why didn't you talk about this? Like, so it was like, we never wanted to feel like we missed any detail. I remember talking about the ads being like, and then we had a Snickers commercial and being like, I wrote it down what kind of commercial it was because I didn't want it to feel like we weren't there. Like we were. And so to me, like switching the format, it became conversational. And then like, it was a whole new podcast, which was really fun because it was, I feel like it was the first time that like we all, there wasn't a format and we like really got, cause we never freelanced before that as the three of us never just got on the mic and turned them on and said, go like, even though most of the time we would end a comparison and then we would sit on the phone for another hour and just shoot the shit. And mm-hmm. then I remember one time being like, this should be the show now. Like we should just do this. Like this is better. We're still just arguing about wrestling. It's still passionate. We, and it's still pretty much all wrestling, but like, you know, and like, so it was just a time consuming thing. I am so grateful for the fans that loved that kayfabe comparison thing. Cause I got to tell you, that was a labor of love. Like, Oh, it was very difficult to, and I mean, listen, I'm not trying to act like we're fucking heroes up here. We're just watching wrestling shows at the end of the day. But at the same time, like it was a lot of work. Wex did so much for the social media thing too. Like, like, and that's the thing too. I, I know that people have noticed like social media pretty much died off when, when Wex got his new job. Cause it was like, <laughs> yeah, he's the only I'm... one that know. I don't even know how to build clips like that. I'm just, I'm an old man and I'm an idiot and I don't have time to like learn a new skill, you know? So it was like, I got the audio side, but visuals and like all that, I just can't do. And so that it just slowed down. It's like, no one's mad at Wex for getting, for bettering his life and getting a better job and having more opportunities. Like that would be stupid, but is it bad for the show? Of course it is. So then like, why let the show get worse when we don't have to? And that's the thing too. Like the feed is not going anywhere. So when I say like subscribe to the show, I mean, it's like this, it's not going anywhere. Like I, I will continue to pay for the show probably in perpetuity, like probably for the rest of my life. I will pay to have the show available on everything you can find podcasts on. By the way, Google, I'm working on it. It was an RSV, RSS feed issue, but I've refreshed it. I'm just waiting for the review to come back. Sorry. If you're listening to us on Spotify, it should be on Google in the next, by the last episode, it should be back on Google. Um, but yeah, I mean, it is what it is. I love the show. I love doing it with you guys for sure. Yeah, Absolutely. I understand, but you're right, though. It Like, it, like think about this. Like, say you just want to casually watch a, a Monday Night Raw or a Dynamite or a pay-per-view that week. If there's, like, a and say whatever indie shows, think about it, IWTV, yeah. whatever. If you want to watch any of the stuff that you just want to watch that's not related to the show, plus two pay-per-views a week, yeah. that shit would get just stale. Ball. I mean, yeah, like I it, I got to the point where I wouldn't even want to watch the stuff I normally wanted to watch because like, right. oh, man, I got to watch yes. two three hour pay-per-views. And yeah. it just yeah. got to the point where it was like it almost made me like get over just 
done with. I was like, ah, oh, I'm fucking tired of wrestling. Burnout. I don't want to see burnout. wrestling. The burnout, yeah. Just I'm like, fuck this. I don't even want to play the video game at this point. I'm just and like, Je- fuck it. I don't and I like love Jesse wrestling knows, video I don't feel games. like Jesse knows burnout for wrestling. I feel like Jesse is like a wrestling guy. I mean, I do. Which, I, love, sure. which I admire. <laughs> I do for sure. It's just one of those things that like it, if it's task oriented, it's a different category for me. Right. That's just how my brain works. So like if it's if I have to watch it with a purpose and take notes, like I said earlier, that whole thing, like for me, that is a project that I have to do, but it's not it doesn't bother me. It like excites me. I don't know. It's, it's like crossing something off a list. I don't know. That's just how I'm wired. It's just different. At that point, it really wouldn't matter what it was like. It could be that I watched Raw and Dynamite and whatever the fuck else. But this is still to me, it's not the same. Like watching wrestling is not the same as watching wrestling. You know what I mean? Right. Like, it's just kind of a different monster altogether. I, know, but, I understand that totally. And that's why it didn't really factor into the other stuff that I was planning on watching. Plus, like, unlike you guys, I am not a traditional sports fan. So I don't yeah. have any of that totally stuff true. to fit into the schedule because it doesn't matter to me at all. Totally true. And that's um, a lot. <laughs> yeah, sports then, definitely like, adds a big thing or just any other – plus any other, like, regular seasonal TV shows. Yeah, like The Last of Us or whatever, you know? Like, yeah. I, mean, I have that stuff, but it's like, you know, that's all easy to fit in. And, yeah, you know, not a big deal. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I don't guess I know what the burnout thing is. I mean, I get to a point where I get tired of fucking watching wrestling, too. Like I, I was telling Daniel before we aired, I tried watching that AEW All Access show last night. Fuck that. I don't know. Eh. Yeah, it, it, it was not very good. I kept switching back between that and the Grizzlies game. So, <laughs> yeah, it was it was not worth it. But, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to watch it just because it's wrestling. But if it's right. something that I want to watch or something that is, you know, a task, then sure, that's different. Right. Just one of them deals. Who knows? Who knows? Like, yeah, and that's the thing, too. Like, when I say, okay, the feed will end. Like, the feed of, like, the seasons will end. Like, the end of season five is next week. That's it. And there's no new seasons. But, like, we are all going to stay wrestling fans, and we're certainly all going to stay friends. Like, this is not, like, a bad band breakup, which I've had so many of those that I was like, I'm not I'm, – it's not worth, like – like, me being friends with Jesse and Wex is significantly more important than this podcast feed, in my opinion. So it's like, to me, if there's ever a time where it's like, holy shit, there's a, this massive, like, AEW main event on a, on a pay-per-view that we didn't think would happen, that, like, even if it's – Four or five months from now, I'm not it, even if it's two months from now, like maybe we'll just, hey, can you guys get together for an hour and just we'll just t- talk about it? Like not even a format. Like we'll just talk about it. I'll just upload a straight file. Like, why not? Like, what's what's the worst that can happen? And if you guys still like the way we talk about wrestling, then definitely subscribe because it's a, there's a I will go ahead and say there's well over a 90 percent chance that we'll probably get together and talk about wrestling again on this feed. It's just not going to be what kayfabe comparisons was. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah, and like, like, and just like you were explaining last week, if me or Jesse like come up with like some type of new format, and we get all of us on there, like we can upload it on this feed, but it won't of necessarily course. be the same type of show, but it's still, still the crew. Yes, of course. Yeah, yeah. Kayfabe comparisons. The Kayfabe crew is the three of us. I mean, big shout outs to K- the KG Cast Lush, who's you know help is an originator, and he's going to be on our very last show next week. I'm really excited about it. Big shout outs to Jessica Rosenberg. She jumped on the Titanic as it was sinking, but goddamn it, she did a great job. She was phenomenal every time we had her on. Loved having her, and I look forward to honestly, I look forward to like what she's going to do too. She'll be on with us next week. Um, so yeah, man, it's exciting. I'm really excited. I love this show. Um, but you know what? Next week is our very last week. And in my life, this show is in the Podcast Hall of Fame. So speaking of the Hall of Fame, 
who are the inductees? Does anybody have a list of all the inductees? I sure do. Oh, I know off the top like four of them, but is there only four? There's five. All right, so Jesse, give, give l- let us. me see if I'm right, Jesse. Tell me. We got the most recent Tim White. Yeah. Getting the war. Referee war. who had the great suicide segments. I loved it. Yeah. Good shit. Then we got Stacy Keebler. Uh huh. Who was announced like last week? Uh, you know she, she she definitely deserves it for what she yeah. did. Oh yeah, star power. Uh, Stacy Keebler. Uh, we have uh the great, who just retired officially, the great Muda. Yep, that's correct. Uh, we also have the celebrity inductee of Andy Kaufman. Mm-hmm. You no, know, Jerry Lawler's gonna do that speech for sure. Definitely. Let's hope. Yeah. And uh, last. But not least, the current active uh, superstar, Rey Mysterio Jr. Is is that it? Yep. And I know so far that Conan is inducting Rey, which I'm personally just very excited to see. Because it's a little unexpected. It makes perfect sense. But just for him to be on WWE programming at all, to me, is kind of unexpected. Um, Andy Kaufman, I'm assuming, is going to be Lawler. No idea with Tim White. No idea with Stacey Keebler. I'm assuming oh. that Mick Foley might do Stacy, and maybe that's who he was talking about. I don't know. But then, uh, obviously, we have Ric Flair inducting the Great Muda. Uh, the Undertaker is actually inducting Tim White. Yeah. Oh, that's dope. Because yeah. that's his boy. He's the one who got him in there, apparently. He's the Makes first, Makes first uh, referee, right? Yep. First referee, uh, even though... I think Earl Hebner should be uh, in there before him, but uh, he's kind of got a little heat. I think there's actually obviously. Several, I mean, to me, it, I, I'd say I'd say Hebner and Kyoto both before him, but maybe even Robinson, honestly. But yeah, but what are you gonna Tom do? Young. The other the other relevance of Tim White in terms of his relationship with Andre the Giant and the bar that he owned and course, the whole different, you know, there's there's a lot to it's it. Not, it's not he's not going in as a referee. He's going in as like wrestling personality. As, yeah, as Tim White. Like, yeah, makes sense. That'll be interesting. That happens uh, as we record this. This ha- it, it happens on Friday night. So whenever you hear this, it happens on Friday night, March 31st. Same time as uh, Ring of Honor, Supercard of Honor. It'll be after the go-home SmackDown. Uh, as we record this right now, there's a Multiverse United New Japan Impact show going on. Oh, yeah. UCW show going on. This weekend's fucking crazy. Absolutely nuts. And then Saturday... First day of the real deal, you have NXT stand and deliver during the day, which has a card full of names that I don't really know who most <laughs> of them are, to be quite frank. It's just very – it's a strange one. And then we have WrestleMania Night 1, and they have released these cards. Let's hear it. I'm not sure what kind of order they're really in, but they made know, a couple – do what? You know, We know Cena and Theory are opening. They've been they've advertised that. Actually, now that I've read that they changed it and that they're closing it. Like, that's what I've read, man. I don't know. It's uh, it's what it, it's very strange to me. I, I like so this, that is, does, this is the way theory? I, headlining a mania. I, yeah, I mean, I dude, I don't know, man. It's really I mean, seen I, a headlining a mania, but yeah. I mean, there's I fully, expected, the ring. I fully expected Charlotte and Rhea Ripley to close night one. I just figured that's what they would go with. I think that's what they should go with. I think that'd be the smart play. Right. Yes. Well, what, what's the card for night one? What's it looking like? So night one, we already have the aforementioned U.S. title match with Austin Theory going up against John Cena. We have Charlotte Flair versus Rhea Ripley for the SmackDown Women's title. Two bangers in a row. Do what? 
said two bangers in a row so far. That's two bangers. Uh, the Usos, Jimmy and Jay Uso, defending the undisputed WWE tag team titles against Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. That's going to be the main event right there. That that's going to be the main event. I'm telling. Oh yeah, that that yeah. That's the main. That's the main. I can see it. Uh, Becky Lynch, Lita, and Trish Stratus in a six three on three six women tag team match against Damage Control, consisting of Bailey, Dakota Kai, and Io Sky. I think it'll be good. I, I could care less. Right in the crowd. Oh, I don't care, but it'll be good. The entire crowd's going to be fucking on fire. Yeah. Nostalgia dump. That's a massive nostalgia dump. Seth Rollins versus Logan Paul. It's going to be a banger. Match of the night. Yep. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be a, a hidden gem. Judgment Day's Dominic Mysterio taking on the new 2023 WWE Hall of Fame inductee Rey Mysterio. Could be match of the night. It could be. Uh, those that that's the toss up. I hope they go back to back. They won't, but I hope they do. The way they have this listed, it would be Ray and Dom second, Seth Logan third. I like that. To be any indicator, I you know I like maybe that. it is, maybe it's not. And then the last on this list, which probably will be the opener, it makes sense. Braun Strowman and Ricochet versus the Street Profits versus Alpha Academy versus Viking Raiders in a four tag team four way fuck fest. That's for real. no time for nothing. It's for, I mean, it's probably for like a shot at a title or something. It's number one contendership, yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, that could be good. That could be good. You know, yeah. you know. That's a good – it'll be chaos. That's a lot of bodies. That's the best way to open the show. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. And then you got night two. We have uh, – I'm going to go in the opposite order. So this is how – the opposite order of how they have it listed, which is what I think they mean to say is going to be opener to closer. Liv Morgan and Raquel Gonzalez versus Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler versus Natalia and Shotzi Blackheart versus Chelsea Green and Sonya Deville in a four-way women's tag team match. I'm assuming also for number one contendership for the women's tag titles, which are currently held by Lita and Becky Lynch, who were in the six-man the night before. Yes. So, again, four tag teams. It seems like the format here, if they open both nights with a four-tag team match, four-tag team match, Makes sense. Yep. They have this listed second, and I kind of hope it is. Brock Lesnar up against the uh, Nigerian giant Omos. Okay, let's take a pause right here. <laughs> let's take a pause. Take a little break. Vince has a pencil, boys. Uh, yeah. Oh, Vince. It might have the pencil, but he's got a pencil. Hey, oh, yeah. this this reeks of Giant Gonzalez versus Undertaker. I thought after I thought Bad. after that brief pause, you were gonna say, and that's how long the match should be. Oh, probably. Also true. I also. mean, haven't we learned from people like Giant Gonzalez, uh, Great Kali? He's better like, than Giant Gonzalez. Okay, almost is not the worst wrestler of all time. He's not. Well, I'm just saying, haven't we learned from these big guys that like, I don't know. I would love, by the way, I would love for this match to surprise everybody and it'd be pretty good. Yeah. If if it was pretty good, it 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 will completely catapult Omos. And it'll give people more faith in him in the ring. If it's bad, which it 99.99% will be, then I think they should just call an audible and just have like Brock, because I, I just have like Brock hit like five F5s and we never see that guy again. Yeah. I mean, it's it, it, which isn't going to hurt anybody's fucking feelings, let's be honest. But I will say that out of, like, out of the tall, attraction-only, like, hyper-tall, giant wrestlers, 
Omas might be the best actual, like, in terms of movement. Was he? Is, I mean, Paul White. I mean, Big Show's number one. Well, but Paul White wrestled a very active schedule and did a whole bunch of character work, and that, to me, alone takes him out of that just a giant category. Okay, that's fair, but I would also argue, like, when you think of giant, he's also, like, one of the first few you think of. Oh, sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just mean, like, the, like, you know, the uh, yeah. dog and pony show type. Right, 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 right. right. Like, yeah. He's better than the Yeti. <laughs> oh, Ron Reese. Poor totally Ron true. Reese. Old T-Rex. But. Yeah. Shortest arms. The shortest arms. Have you, did you notice that? Uh, no, not really. Reese, dude, go back and look. He, on on uh, big tall guy av- on average wrestlers, he gave that power bomb. Couldn't clasp his hands on, under people. <laughs> I swear to God, <laughs> fact. I swear to God. Next time you get a chance, if you go back and watch like a like a Ravens flock thing, and like they come in, watch Reese on a run in. He can, he has, I mean, they're they're T Rex arms. It's ridiculous. Fucking great. Rest uh, his body my, grew, huh? You'll never see him throw a clothesline either. Always through shoulder blocks. Smart, you know. Accentuate the positive sides and negatives. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Out here with flippers, you know. <laughs> my theory on Brock and Omos at this point, just because of the way things have unfolded, is that somehow they'll find a way that like Omos gets taken out before the match or something, and it ends up being Lashley. Yeah. Because at this point, Lashley has no opponent. So, I would say something happens there. Yeah, I mean, we can only no, hope something right. happens. And th- honestly, if that happens, then I'll be like, ah, maybe Vince doesn't have the pencil. That seems like a Triple H, like, long play move. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Hey, I will say that uh, I have heard recent reports that there have been a lot more sudden rewrites and Vince McMahon-style stuff happening to the um, script lately. I don't so, like that. Me either. Doesn't surprise me, though. Gotta say it. Don't well, like moving that. Moving on. Moving All right, so on. let me ask both of you this. Do you think that Vince McMahon will appear at WrestleMania again this year? I hope so. I hope we see him on TV. I just don't want him writing anything. I Do you think, think he, he will, will take another bad stunner? Nah, probably not. I don't know if he'll be in-ring. I could see him appearing, though. Yeah. I didn't think he was going to be in-ring last year, but he was, so. Fair. Yeah, you know. Who I don't knows? think Austin McMahon again, though. Like, why? Why? I still so, think The Rock is going to be at WrestleMania. I still think he's going to be there. The Brock? Let the Rock. The Brock. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Let's just be clear, though. As far as Vince McMahon goes, this year ain't last year. Last year, he just shouldn't have been out there. This year, there's a fucking lot more to it. Yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> 100%, yeah. Yeah, this year, uh, this year is not uh, – well, tw- latter half of 2022 and the beginning of this year has not been McMahon's year. It has absolutely not. Probably been. the worst year of his career, even worse than the steroid, tri- uh, steroid trials. trials. <laughs> not worse than the steroid trial. Fuck no. I don't know. That's pretty no. bad. No. I was like, I was like 11 years. Dude, I'm telling you. That was like national news. What like year was news, that? News, like on TV. Like 94, I want to say. 93, 94. I was three years old. Yeah. I don't remember anything. Yeah, I was don't watching remember. Ninja Turtles. You don't remember. You was the baby. I was watching was... Ninja Turtles and shit in my pants. Yeah. <laughs> Shitting your pants at three, huh? I guess that. Uh, well, kind of. You know, I guess around well, three is when you usually figure it out. No, I just remember uh, my mom telling me once when I was like around the age where I probably knew not to shit. I purposely kept watching Ninja Turtles and shit my pants. She's like, "Why did you poop?" I'm like, "I was watching Ninja Turtles." You know? I don't believe I would have told that. Uh, Jesse, what do you have? I don't give a fuck. I love Donatello. <laughs> oh God! All right, moving on. Uh, 
We have what seems to be they've made some pretty clear indicators as to how this one's gonna turn out on paper. Uh Judgment Day's Finn Balor versus Edge in a hell in a cell match. And it's Demon Balor. They've pretty much all but confirmed that, which I think is a terrible idea myself. They've also pretty much there's rumors running rampant that Gangrel's gonna fly in so they can do a brood entrance for Edge, so it could just be like fucking hot topic against hot topic match or whatever. But apparently, thank God if this is true, the cell is back to its original fucking color and not that bright. Yes. Yes, I've heard that same thing too. I agree. It needs to be silver. It has to be silver. That red cell was trash. It is dog shit. If you got Edge coming out in the brood shit and looking all fucking tossing blood everywhere, looking like he walked out of the Matrix, then you got the demon coming out with all his crazy shit. I could see them doing the red flashy fucking cell. I really hope that that's just... Back to the if they do, group. it is Vince's call 100%. Oh, I think – honestly, I think we're about 99% confirmed that it's going to be a silver cage. Good. Hey, Sabre's where it's at. It's good stuff. I mean, I could, because it's like – it's everywhere, and they're not – I mean, if they didn't want anybody to know – you know what I mean? Like how many times have you built also, that cell, right? Like if you're, if you're using the red cell, it's prefabbed. It's already prefabbed. You're building a new silver one. That's why it's there. They're not going to paint it today or tomorrow. Like that's silly. Yeah. And there's been nothing but negative shit about the red. No one likes yeah, the red cell. And stop making the lights red or, or the lights purple or black or green or whatever. That was, the be- that was the beginning of the end of Bray Wyatt's career. Straight up that moment. It's over, by the way. It's over. That moment Wyatt's is done. like the first nail on the coffin. No more Bray. It's over. Game over. He's gone. It's just such a fucking bad idea. Every part of that concept was horrific. They did the same shit to Sin Cara when it first came in, when it was originally Mystico. Yeah. And it was just fucking like... was it gold? It was like gold lights or something? It was like a blue? dark gold. I think there was a dark purple at some point. Yeah. Or like, it's just fucking let him wrestle, man. Like, especially fucking luchadors. I don't know. It's just so... Like the whole match was staged? Why? Like, 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 what are you trying to accomplish with that? Like, is that going to change the mood because it's all red? No, we're just not going to be able to see half the shit. It's dumb. Just like that fucking pitch black bullshit. Ugh, so bad. Yep. Match would have been good, stuff. too. In normal lighting, I swear to God, that match would have been good. It would have no, been good Honestly, match. that was probably one of the worst rated matches in the history of kayfabe comparisons. And it would have been a good match. It would have been a good Him match. Him and LA Knight, that's a good, like, yes. in-ring combination. But the, the setting... Uncle Howdy, oh, it just uh, the end of it. That whole thing was fucking also just dog shit. Yeah, yeah. Uncle that, Howdy was never that a good. That rivals the dud uh, explosion on the exploding barbed wire death match. Yeah, at least yeah. that match until that point was a good match. It was a great match. Finish yeah. up until that point, but yeah. like, oh, yeah. the, it's, like it's what, definitely the most embarrassing the thing in ring to happen to AEW. You remember the ending, like all you all you're gonna remember is Uncle Howdy missing the fucking landing in the <laughs> shitty explosion. That's just well, like no, all no. you're gonna remember is okay. To be to be to be to be honest, to be fair, when was the last time Bo Dallas wrestled? Let alone took a stunt drop off of the top of a. If that's even apple. him, it, that's just rumor at this point. It, it, it is him. That was him. It's him. It is him. Uh, he hasn't done it since his NXT ladder match against Seth Rollins. He hasn't done any high spots at all. Six years, five, six, six years. He did no high spots with the team B, the social outcast, no high spots at all. Yes. Seven years, seven years. That ladder match is the last time I remember him doing any type of high spot longer. Okay. Bo Dallas has not had a, a, a bump like that. It has been a longer time 
than Shawn Michaels was out of pro wrestling. Almost double that time. That's crazy. It doesn't feel like that. that It doesn't feel like that because we were younger back then. Because everything moves faster. Exactly. The older you get. Media moves faster. It's not just us. Like that is part of that is us. Yes. It's like your life, the volume of your life, the percentage of your life becomes time becomes shorter. Your perception of time becomes the years you live, the less the literally they're like, oh, years go by faster. They don't go by faster. They're just a a smaller percentage of your life because you're getting older and older. Yeah. Like think about, yeah. Like when you're five years old, one year is one fifth of your life. Exactly. Time time is time. It's constant. Exactly. It doesn't change. It's going to tick for everybody, no matter what happens. Like it is what it is. But so that's what I mean. Like Bo and Bo Dallas is nay Shawn Michaels, my friend. (laughs) Well, like he is not. He's Marty Jannetty. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Maybe. And that's a stretch. Well, he's like, well, he's like uh, the the uh, the new Midnight Express. Is that what it was? He's with Marty Jannetty. Bart Gunn's a great example. Great example. Pretty good wrestler. Pretty good. Nobody ever really gave a shit. They did it for a little bit, but not really. That's Bo Dallas. Pretty much. That's not. That's, I mean, that's great. Bart Gunn. Bart Gunn is Bo Dallas. Same. Same. Same thing. If Bo Dallas Marty, is in Marty is like time. He might have done okay. Yeah. Marty Jannetty is actually. Oh yeah, just, he was tag team with Al Snow, and Al, people. Al Snow was the Shawn Michaels of that team. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, of course. I mean, but the thing about Marty Jannetty is that he's he's like, in football terms, he's the he's the original Johnny Manziel just for pro wrestling. Like he did have all the talent. He's just a yeah. piece of shit. Like that's the reason why it didn't work. <laughs> I don't, I, and that's that's not an opinion, guys. I mean, come on, like look at look at his track record. Like he's a piece. Oh, of did shit. you see his new Facebook post? I don't need to. It doesn't matter. It's bona. It's bona fide. It's, it's, it's very sort of, funny. It's he's talking a about carrying turd. Like it's not. There's no. If uh, anybody's listening to this, I encourage you to go look up Marty Jenny's new crazy psycho Facebook post. He's talking about Shawn Michaels being gay, but also he's not gay and like liking the cock and all this. It's it's super super weird and detailed, but it's uh. Mario Gennetti, because at first he talks about killing gay people, and then now uh, he's 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 off his rocker. No, no pun intended. <laughs> that was good, though. <laughs> that was good. That was good. I like that. I like that. All right. We have more on the show. Now, on to the Intercontinental title match, which for some reason they have made a three-way. It scares me a little. Uh, Sheamus versus Drew McIntyre versus Gunther. Walter. Walter. It's going to be. Really oh, it's going to be a banger. It's like Seamus really says, good. banger after banger after banger. I'm really excited about it. It's going to be really good. If Gunther don't come out on top, then it's the wrong answer. But this is the sleeper of the weekend, by the way. This is of both nights. This is the sleeper match that could be like. This could this could. Now I'm saying like at its very highest point, if they actually kill it, this could really bring a lot of relevancy back to the IC title. Hey, I mean, and that's the most important thing. If Gunther can just pull a little bit of that magic from that dragon off match and kind of insert that into here, then God damn it. Like, no, him and Sheamus, feed it to him me. and Sheamus, that Spoon castle match was me. ridiculous. Exactly. I just don't know how adding, like adding the third element of Drew McIntyre, if it was just Sheamus and Gunther, I know a hundred percent that'd be a killer, but the th- I don't know about the three man, but maybe uh, they can, I feel like they can make it work. Cause some of the best think about it. WWE's really good at doing those three man matches. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, yeah, I mean, it, it's it seems like it's an unnecessary distraction just because Sheamus and Gunther was so good. But at the same time, I'm not trying to talk trash on Drew. I do think Drew is very good. I just, 
found what they have done with him to be so goddamn stale. Right. Yeah. It, no, it, I think the booking like, is bad for him for sure. It's just hard to get interested in. You know what right. I mean? It's like you guys but are. Bell Bell is great though. That's why I think yeah. this is a great spot for him because like I'm really hyped because like we can all agree that Gun- that Gunther and Sheamus that match was really good and probably oh, yeah. the best and icy title match has been in a very long time with a lot of high profile things on it in their kind of like home space really good right so to me we all know drew is good but he's just been booked bad, but so bad that it's, it's like apathetic like we don't even like we don't care at all about him yeah it's nah. like, you know he's good so that's what i mean like here's like the perfect place for him because it's like the interest is actually really more on like, oh yeah, Gunther and and Sheamus again. Oh yeah, and Drew's there, but it's like, but Drew's really good too. You know what I mean? Like, I d- I don't see how he could hurt that chemistry. Is what I mean. Okay, maybe it could be good as remember this match that happened like probably like five or six four years ago now. I think it was Lesnar versus Rollins versus Roman Reigns, a triple threat match that they had. That was a fucking like banger. Yeah, if they can do six anything beer. similar, yeah. like in that like vein, not the same style. Obviously, they have different styles, but. If you can get that same emotion energy right there, like I'm all for it. Yeah, agreed. I could see it being really good. I hope so. I do hope Gunther comes out on top just because I think that push makes the most sense. I don't think either other either of the other guys really needs it, but mm-hmm. we'll see what they do. Up next, Raw Women's Title, Asuka versus Bianca Belair. What y'all think? Oh, should be good. Asuka better win, in my opinion. But uh, I, the build has been very lacking on this, just like the other women's title match. But you, you know, in you know, bell to bell, like we we're talking about, and other lacking story things there. We know bell to bell in ring, it's going to be a banger. Both of them are absolutely, you know, phenomenal superstars in their own right. But I think it's Asuka's time to get back on top. She's been uh, kind of, you know, just kind of laying in the background for like the past two to three years. It's time for her to get that title back, and I like the whole evil Kana gimmick coming back. I'm ready to see it. Yeah, I don't care at all about that. Yeah, I mean, I think the match is going to be really uh, stiff, and uh, but there hasn't really been much build at, at all. Yeah, I think it's hard. Like, I know Oscar put the makeup on and the evil clown thing or whatever, but it's fucking hard to have her be a heel. And if you don't want Bianca to go full heel, it's kind of just a fart in church, you know? Yeah. Like, there's not really a lot to build against. It's like, I'm better than you. Oh, I'm better than you. And, uh, you know, that's really all it is. But, I mean, I disagree about the build with Charlotte and Rhea, to be honest. I think they've been doing some pretty killer promos. And, like, they've actually had a pretty solid few weeks of exchange about, like, a lot of just real shit. And yeah. I mean, they also have the history from a WrestleMania a few years ago in the NXT title, which was bullshit. So I understand how that could work easier. But this one just doesn't have the meat on the bone. I don't know, man. I, I I think it does only because it's like. No, I'm talking probably, about the Oscar Bianca Belair doesn't oh, have much yeah, meat on the no, bone. No, definitely, yeah. definitely not, definitely not. But that's the reason that the other one's on the first night because it's kind of it's going to be the star of those two for sure. Yeah, and it should be. It should. And be. And then this is basically, and this is no offense to Bianca and Oscar are both two of my favorite wrestlers. Don't get me wrong, but essentially this is like the ginger on the sushi plate for the main event of the evening, where we have. The American Nightmare, Cody Rhodes, up against Roman Reigns for the undisputed WWE World Heavyweight Championship title king. Of the universe. Yes. Which, I don't know if you boys have seen those leaked designs of that new Cody Rhodes, American Nightmare, Winged Eagle type beat title. But if I you have, they it looks fucking sick. And... Oh! If that becomes a new belt, mm, give it to me, baby. 
mean? Now I gotta look it up. I gotta look I, it up right here. I can't wait. I can't. Okay. I, I, all right. Before before I do. Before I do. Um. Remember how like two weeks ago, everyone's like they gotta find a way to put Sami Zayn in the main event. It has to happen. Fans are gonna revolt. Cody's not there yet. Not nice the WWE fans. Yada yada yada. And here we are. Dude. Everybody's on Team Cody. And no one's mad with Sammy's booking because they did it well. They did and it dude, so well. The Kevin Owens Sammy like reunion was so that was it's a that that, that was a moment. That was a ju- just as big of a WWE TV moment that 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 you know that the the Sammy Uso turn was. Like that it, it was a mass it and it's it and it's going to keep going. It's great booking. Sammy gets to keep going and keep keep on his same trajectory. It's going to be great. And Cody is finally it, – it's going to be him. It has to be him. I'm convinced now more than ever that we get just a long break from, from Roman Reigns. Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens win, and there's a big thing with, the, with just that family for a while, months even. Roman Reigns comes back, beats the shit out of Sami. That's – and you have Cody go on this massive run. Yeah. Cody goes hey. on this massive run, and you're going to have a, some massive debut like Jay White maybe on Monday and immediately you got a program for Cody, your brand new champion. You feed him a brand new heel that can cut great promos. Give like right away. He's going to take a loss. Not really going to hurt Jay white that bad to come in and lose a Cody Rhodes. Your very first thing. Although a bunch of marks are going to be like, I can't believe they buried Jay white. Can't uh, believe they did that on his first, first, his first pay-per-view win. He should have won the title. Like so many people will say that because everybody thinks in like a one week span, because when you live in that bubble, this is why you shouldn't watch every single wrestling show. Because then you get in this bubble where it's like, well, because they did this thing that one time on in the 15-minute backstage segment on Raw three weeks ago, you had to put it here. It's like, stop, stop, don't do that. Okay, you're watching a sitcom, right? You're not wa- you're not watching Game of Thrones. You're watching Seinfeld. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, they're gonna call back to some things, but those little details, they're gonna forget about that shit. You're gonna be mad about it. They're gonna argue. You're gonna argue with it. But they're going to keep going because the broad picture is always the most important thing. And at the end of the day, Cody Rhodes is the guy to push you into the rest of 2023. I do also think that Raw on Monday is – this is probably one of the most important Raws after Mania that's been in years. Especially if Cody Rhodes wins the title. I mean it's the first time you've had a new world champion in three years. I also think too the biggest boon to the Cody thing and – People talk shit about Roman about this, and to be honest, I'm not entirely convinced that it's Roman's fault. I think this is just how they booked it, and I think it's been smart, whether they did it on purpose or not. But the biggest boon to the Cody thing is kind of a return to in the Attitude Era when you just had random fucking title defenses every week. You just had dudes who, like, you didn't know necessarily who the number one contender was. It was just like, you know what? Tonight's a world championship match on SmackDown. And it's like, you know who's going to take it, but it doesn't fucking matter. It's a perfect opportunity. Perfect opportunity to put some spotlight on some other people on the roster that never would have gotten it any other way. Right. Kind of like that John Cena U.S. Open ch- Open Challenge title match. Like it's kind of that same similar vein. Yeah. And I think this has been booked brilliantly with Cody. Like, did anybody watch Monday Night Raw this week, or at least got the reviews on it? Actually, Cody finally, Cody defeated the previously undefeated Solo Sokoa, who is like. Roman Reigns' top like henchman. Yeah. This is like a video game. This is like the the, the lower boss before you get to the main boss yeah. in the game. Yeah. I think it's just brilliant because it was it, was it doesn't hurt writing. Solo Sokoa from losing to Cody Rhodes, who's gonna eventually beat 
the tribal. I mean, it just it all works perfect. It I just think it's brilliant writing. Best thing it could have happened to Cody since he came back, and it kind of lays that foundation for other people to kind of come on over because we hear the rumors about people like Matt Cardona, Brian Cage. His contract is up this week with AEW and Ring of Honor. Yeah. Lots of potential. Jay White, like you said, there's a lot of potential, and like wrestling just at a really good point. This uh, everyone is a heel. Everyone is a heel right now. Oh yeah, Brian Cage. Anybody. Brian Cage could be a perfect. He's a WWE type guy to me. No, I mean even on the raw. Even if no one comes, even if no one comes, Gunther loses the title, and the next night's like, well, this is the one I want. No one's gonna care that he lost because he could put on a banger last night, and that's a good opponent right away. Even if you get nobody right, right off, right off and the bat, that would actually make a lot of sense. Having yes. to drop IC belt to go for the world title. Not to mention the fucking rumble thing between there's him and Cody. So mu- there's so many more, op- and this is what this is what I will say. I want to go ahead and preface this too because we're already talking like it's concrete that Cody Rhodes is winning the title. We don't know. Yeah, it's not. I mean, and the E could. does do stupid ass shit sometimes. And I will say, and we got Vince McMahon backstage. If Roman again. Reigns and I adore this Tribal Chief run. Adore it. Hall of Fame level. Like, this has been, he has proven every doubter wrong. Roman Reigns deserves every bit of the flowers that he's going to get throughout his career. This is the time. This is the time for him to lose his title. Period. He has to lose. If you get cold feet and you fuck this up, you will ruin this year. You'll ruin the year. There will be no pulling it back. And people are like, oh, well, then maybe they'll just give it to Sammy and like on, you know, backlash or what? Like, who gives a shit? Unforgiven. Yeah. Un- <laughs> yeah what? what? <laughs> like, and even then it's like, no, Sammy, Sammy is not. Sammy is a continuous story that true diehard wrestling fans love. A character that we can really sink our teeth into. He is not a hot ones guest. He right. is not a like, he's just not that guy. Like, and that's, and that's not a slight. He's he is a legend. Shawn Michaels wasn't a hot ones guy. I'm not saying he couldn't be champ, but in this climate, in this media stage of what the brand of WWE is, he's not that guy. He's he could not, be a Ring of Honor world champion. Of course, he could be AEW world champion. No, no doubt about it. Absolutely. I'm not saying he's he is a main event guy. I don't even Seth Rollins is not the right guy to beat Roman Reigns, and we all know how much I love Seth Rollins. Yeah, like. This is not the right time. At it, different it points is, in time, it was, but right, not right now. The most slam dunk decision since Hulk Hogan and the Iron Sheik, and I mean that. This is a slam dunk Stone Cold versus Sean at, at fourteen. This is a slam dunk. Cody Rhodes has to win the title. This is slam dunk nineteen. Brock and Angle has and I'll to take, win the title. And I'll take you with this one. And if they don't do it right and they fuck this up, this could be a Hogan Yokozuna. This Dude, be I a, will say this, like, especially with the show ending and me already taking a break anyway, I swear to God, if Roman Reigns ends up winning, I, I will have to take a break because I know they'll have to write themselves out of a hole. And sometimes they want to do that. And sometimes that creates great content, but I'm just not going to give a shit enough. It's like, you can only edge me so many times before, like, <laughs> I got to find that finish. You know what I'm saying? Like, hey. and it's like, this is the time, like it has to be Cody. Now, if Roman wins, we're going to get post Roman versus Undertaker vibes. Fuck you, Roman. No, I think I think there'll be a solid amount of the crowd that'll be fine with it. I genuinely think a lot of people will be like, oh, Roman Reigns so great. Mm. A lot of people. But I do I'm think I'm tired of these short, three-year title runs. Bruno, this ain't that Bruno San Martino bullshit no more. I want some variety. 
Yeah, I agree. It's the time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if it ain't Cody, they're fucking up. We've already made that clear. I just don't I don't see how you move forward with Roman Reigns if you keep it on him. I really Bro, don't. How great how great though since since Cody came back like those promos that he's cut and the yeah. few matches that he's had. Oh, he's been great. So good. And it would have been so easy for them to say he's not wrestling against Omania. But that solo match helped get him over the and same the story, thing. dude. Like exactly like I was saying, dude, everything worked perfect with that. So good. Like, like it, he could have beat has literally proved. anybody else and it wouldn't have mattered, but that person and that whole story. Like he could have beat fucking, I don't know, uh Bar- Baron Corbin and no one would have given a fuck. Yeah. Cody's the guy though, man. I mean, there's just there's no way around it. Cody's the guy. It's his time. Yeah. It's his Gotta time. Do it. Gotta do it. It's my time. My time. <laughs> What's that? I was just singing the Triple H My Time thing song. It's a great one. It's it a great, great one. It is a great one. Well, well, boys, we got one more left in the chamber. It's going to be a big one, too. It's going to be massive. Go We're ahead. Blow a huge right, guys, load. I'm go ahead and like apologize to our listeners here. Our last show is going to be a long one. We got the cage cast slash coming back. We have the voice of the vaginal perspective, Miss uh, Jessica Rosenberg, coming back as well. Uh, I'm really excited about everything. I'm excited about this show. I'm excited to put a bow on it. I'm excited for um, listeners that are still here. And dude, if you've been here since day one, I legitimately love you. It's this has been such a massive part of my life. Like that's it's amazing that we are still doing it. I'm so happy that we're able to like give you guys a conclusive ending, um, at least to a series that is kayfabe comparisons maybe not the kayfabe crew uh but the series kayfabe comparisons coming to an end i'm so hype about it man i'm i'm really excited to bring to you guys and honestly what a great like like what a great mania that we have like we have some in the chamber that we know are going to be bangers and then some that could and then some that we think are going to be stinkers that could be awesome like there's so many it's a very interesting it's a very interesting wrestlemania weekend i'm very excited about it um and again in perpetuity you can always find the show at kayfabe comparisons on anywhere you find your podcasts uh, on facebook on youtube uh go watch our old videos and, um, you know, on TikTok as well, maybe there'll be a little bit more action on TikTok. Maybe I'll do some bumpers there, but we're, uh, uh, kayfabe.com pod there. And then at kayfabe.com on Twitter and Instagram, uh, those are going to keep going. Hit us with a follow, a sub. If you really liked our content, go ahead and leave a five-star review too. You know, maybe, maybe our last show will pop up in somebody else's feed and they'll enjoy it as well. So, um, thank you guys. You can always find me at Daniel Daybreak everywhere there is handles and uh jesse where can people find you jesse baker nash on instagram and twitter regular old jesse baker on facebook wex give them the script baby all right you can always find your boy wex breaking the loss and add wex breaking the loss and on all of your social media platforms and just be on the lookout like you said you know we got some uh, some different shit popping off here soon uh I don't know if you guys know my cousin Eddie Frills. He gets out of jail here in like the next month. We'll have some new content uh, back on the internet. Uh, we'll have some uh, fun stuff popping off. Wrestling, skateboarding, all the good stuff. Uh, it, and like I said, some new episodes and some other feeds and more shit might be popping off. Just be listening. If you like the content, just keep that ear open. You know, like Cody Rhodes and them old being the elite things. He's like, mm, he hears it. He knows what's going on. Be ready. 
I love it. I love it. Thank you guys for being here, man. Thank you guys for listening for the past five years. Uh, be sure to tune in for next week. It's our last show. We're going to put on a banger for you guys. Uh, we'll see you next week. We're out. Peace. Peace. Whoop.